Welcome to the Evolvepreneur podcast channel, which is sponsored by Evolvepreneur.biz, a new online community-based platform designed to help develop your skills and knowledge to be massively successful in this new digital age. Your host today is John North, who is a three-time number one international best-selling author and strategic marketer. John's passion is to help business owners to master the online marketing world. Welcome to Evolvepreneur podcast channel. Today's special guest is Steve Bivens, who's a fearless life and self-publishing coach, author of two books, Be a Hobbit, Save the Earth, and the number one best, it's actually number one Amazon bestseller, The End of Fear Itself. He has a master's degree in medieval history, is an ex expert on Viking warfare and culture, Tolkien's Mill to Earth, the roasting of barbecue of meats, throwing kick-ass parties and disrupting the status quo. Okay, that's probably the most bizarre bio I've ever read. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, <laughs> <for> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you should read the long version. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's the short version, the dance version. Oh, that's the dance version. <laughs> we have the disco extended long play version, which is uh, even more interesting. Uh, trust me, if, if there's something you could do, I've probably done it. Had uh, some, <laughs> at some point or another. <laughs> All right, so tell me how you got Thank to where you. you are now, I guess. That's probably right. a good place to start, although I'm scared now to ask the question. <laughs> right. Well, I won't give the whole life story. We don't have that long. But um, uh, it, it was really a, a couple, about th I guess about three years ago, um, I was, you know, in, in between projects, jobs, in other words, you know, under it or next to unemployed. And... Uh, and trying to figure out okay, what I'm going to do, and, and I was I was really struggling with the state of the world, and uh, mm -hmm. with all its issues and problems, and I was like, you know, s s these are all human problems, mm -hmm. and you know, if humans can make them, then humans can solve them. I mean, uh, to argue otherwise is illogical. Yes. And uh, so I, I was like, you know, I'm pretty smart. I'm not that, you know, I'm not the smartest dude on the planet or anything, but I know a lot of smart people, so um, why not attempt it, right? <laughs> and so out of that came the, the my first book, um, which at one point I, I realized I needed an audience, you know, someone who might actually read it. And uh, so I, and I'm a huge Tolkien fan, so I, I landed on Tolkien's world, and I basically... In short, in a nutshell, took his world, Middle Earth, and uses a lens by which to examine our own. Mm. And uh, there were a lot of interesting parallels. So, uh, in in that during that process of trying to figure out what are the root causes of all these problems, um, and towards the end of the process of writing uh, a very long book. Um, 560 pages, I think it is. It's not quite as big yeah. as uh, Lord of the Rings, but you got there, right? Eh? Right, it's it's big enough. Uh, you could you could crush you know small children with it, probably. Um, not that I'm you know advocating for that, but it uh it during the end of that process, I I landed on the topic of fear as as one of the key issues and root problems of all of the other ones and oh, yeah. when I did I was like this is kind of a big deal but I don't really have any more room to talk about it 
and I'm ready to be done with this book. So I squeezed it into a chapter near the beginning of the book and uh, and then and, and left it there. And uh, then last year, last spring, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who actually wrote the, ended up writing the preface for the new book. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we landed on the topic of fear in a conversation online and and that led me to go to remember you know I was like oh yeah I kind of tabled that and and maybe I should get and I was trying to find a topic for the next book at the time and I was like hey that might be a good one and then one night I woke up in the middle of the night with the title in my head the end mm-hmm. of fear the end of fear itself and uh and then I just went off to the races on it and um and and published it uh, last month uh, in December on the 11th, and so it, you're still uh, it is doing pretty well on Amazon at the moment. Yeah. It, it is doing well. Uh, it, it until really a few days ago it was number one, two, and two in like three different categories, and uh, doing quite well. Um, and it's still like two and three or something, I think, as mm-hmm. of today. Um, and it, I'm trying to get it right back up to number one again, of course, but. Uh, yeah, it's doing well, uh, much better than my first book. Um, one of the things I've learned in the last year is how to actually sell books. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good at writing them. Uh, selling them was another, you know, selling anything for that matter is not something, not a skill I really uh, excelled at. So I'm learning it and trying now to pass that on to uh, to some other authors who are out there struggling to do the same thing. Gotcha. And um, so give us the, um, I guess, the catch cry of what you do in terms of fear. Is it, um, give me a couple of things, maybe two or three things in the book that you talk about that that the listeners might be interested in knowing. Yeah, I mean, really, my my central, if, if I had to, you know, sum it all up in a very short sentence, is that uh, fear is really the only problem. Right. <laughs> all the other, all other problems are essentially symptoms of one, and that being fear, and that we can actually do something about it. Um, right. It is within our power to um, to actually do something about fear. Uh, but we have it's to that do that. Position. We have to. Yeah. We have to do that internally. Yes, I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, making any decisions. So the majority of the book is really it. focused. I'm sorry. You're right. I was going to say that the biggest thing is if you're making decisions on fear, then you're not making really good decisions, are you? No, 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 definitely not. And you know, there's a there's a uh, an aspect of fear or kind of our instinctual lizard brain fear that actually helps to preserve us in situations of potential danger right For sure. um, yeah. but it's it's all of these kind of what I call projected fears that <laughs> that we've developed <laughs> that we think are real and, and in, in a sense, they are because we think they are, but uh, but mm-hmm. they're not. I mean, what they do is essentially make it impossible for our instincts, instinctual fear, to protect us because we're so busy worrying about 
stuff that isn't actually that dangerous that we're not even paying attention to our instincts anymore and uh, you know <laughs> and that is a really bad thing a bad place to be and you make really stupid decisions and in that mindset and I puts guess, you in I guess with good. fear though you, you really only got most people only got two options when you're in fear mode is either run away or defend yourself <laughs> yeah and and that's not really going to get very far. Then they're not very productive, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, in, in most situations that we're in in the modern world, right? Mm. Running away or, or or picking up a stick and bashing something <laughs> isn't really going to accomplish what we want to accomplish in that situation. Um, yeah, at work, it's not really. That's not appropriate, right, to bash mm. someone with a stick, even though they may deserve it. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, right? bash them with your book, right? Your first right. Book. Well, the, the first book, yes, yeah, certainly. The second was a little neat, leaner and meaner. Um, <laughs> it's good for swatting flies, maybe, but not not crushing your boss. <laughs> Full that warfare, right? Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, it's, fear is a, is a destructive thing. That kind of fear, anything beyond what what I say keeps you from like French kissing a cobra, is uh, <laughs> anything beyond that is is not really helpful. It's it's destructive. Mm. It it prevents you from thinking straight, following your dreams, uh, enacting you know actually uh, acting on what you sh want to do forget about should do um and 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 it blocks us from success it's blocked me it's blocked everyone i know practically um and i would say uh, there's a lot of you know so-called successful people out there who made a lot of money who are blocked in something else right i mean <clears throat> in their personal lives or whatever and and all that is fear-based every time i look at a problem um I can easily trace it back to fear, and I haven't been able. No one's presented anything to me so far that I haven't been able to do so in a few seconds. Really, what? Um, I mean, it, it's like it's and, and it's been a couple times where I'm like, oh yeah, and I can't even remember what it was now. But hmm. yeah, that's interesting. And then I'm, you know, ten seconds later, I'm like, but and and you know, you can easily dig down and you get, well, it's really based on this, which is a fear, essentially, a worry, a fear, whatever word you want to use. Mm. It's really fear. <coughs> so in the book you've got, I see you've got five myths about the world's problems. What 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 are, what are they about? Yeah, one is that, uh, the biggest one is that the world, there are too many problems, okay, and, and that they're too complicated. And it certainly looks that way, right? I mean, if you look out, if you watch the news, which I don't anymore, uh, I don't really need to. I don't really need to. I can I can see enough on, you know, Facebook to know that there's nothing really new about it. It's old. That's enough to scare uh, you itself, right? <laughs> right. It's not new, right? It's like they should call yeah. it old. Um, it's really just new details uh, or new mm. people involved, but it's really the same old crap. And mm. you know. It looks really complicated, but underneath all of those problems is really only one problem, and that is personal fears that become like group fears, 
<laughs> and they, they pile on top of each other, and then all of a sudden you have war and, and you know, and greed and poverty and you know all kinds of suffering and violence and and, and all the other problems we have. They're still they're all based on fear, and I, and I go through in the, in the book to explain why I think that is. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> you know one the one of the other ones is that is that fear itself is too complicated, and uh, you know of course you know clinical psychologists, and I'm sure one of them will try to hang me for this, but I've spent a hundred years or more, you know, cataloging all of these phobias and fears, right? Um, to what end, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> they've made it more complicated by trying to put a label on every manifestation of fear, right, to, to the point where you've got, you know, huge, probably huge catalogs of, of different ones. And it's like, well, what good does that do you? I mean, it doesn't really explain it. So what I tried to do in the book was what I, I call unexplaining fear. Um, and I took that from the philosopher Alan Watts, who basically argued that it's only when we try to explain things in words that it becomes complicated. He's like, the universe does all of the stuff it does without an explanation, right? It, it just happens. Right, we just happen, right? I mean, we breathe, we do stuff all the time that we never think about or explain. No, it's only when we try to explain it that it gets really complicated. So, well, breathing itself can be quite complicated, but everybody's got to do it, right? Right, but we do it naturally without even mm. thinking about it. We don't need mm. an explanation, actually. You only need an explananation when it doesn't work anymore, right? True. It's like, yeah. why is it not working? That's um, a short-term problem, <laughs> right? Yeah, if you don't come up with an answer to that question really quick, um, so yeah, it's it's about <coughs> uh, trying to simplify the topic of fear because actually, when it comes down to it, it's not all that complicated. Um, because at the base, and and I use in the book, I use a metaphor of a tree, what I call a tree of fear, um, because it helps to kind of give some structure to how it works. I think. I think I did a pretty good job with it anyway. Um, and then there's there's a seed of that tree. And uh, and that one is, and I'll, I'll give it for free to everyone listening. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, you can read the book, though, uh, hopefully. Um, is, this, is what I call the fear of inadequacy. And uh, every other fear flows out of that because it is our our own belief or fear that we're not good enough smart enough pretty enough skinny enough knowledgeable enough whatever enough fill in the yeah. blanks yeah, ad nauseum blank, yeah. right um <laughs> yeah. it is that that is really the cause of the whole problem the whole tree of fear all the other fears stem from that because i mean and i use this this analogy if <laughs> you know if you or i you know we're ordinary guys i'm assuming who knows you might be you know kung fu master or something i don't know but <laughs> you know subject. right if if we we were you know walking down a dark alley at night and then all of a sudden around this corner comes this shadowy huge shadowy figure the, our lizard brain fear would kick in, mm. and we then our 
probably all of our other ones would kick in too. The, the fear that uh, I'm going to get my ass kicked, <laughs> right? Or this is a mugger. He's you know whatever, father raper. Who knows? Um, and but if we were Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris, yeah, we you know we probably think yeah whatever, right? Um, yeah, for a second you might go, what's that? Ah, uh, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because you're Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris, and you know you can kick the guy's ass, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're feeling pretty confident you can't. And uh, but but if you took you know Chuck Norris and stuck him on an, an opera stage and told him to sing, right? He could be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he might pee himself, right? I mean, yeah, Chuck Norris is badass, but is, can he sing yeah. opera? Probably not. I mean, maybe he can. If he can, well, then the he really... If the around, maybe he can do right. anything he likes, right? <laughs> he'll probably, next week, hopefully he'll hear this, Chuck, if you do. Yeah. If, if you can sing opera, we want to hear it, because then we will just stop talking about you, probably, because yeah. <laughs> we'll ruin all the jokes if he can do that, too. I mean, it was... Exactly. Right. But it mostly, you know, most of us feel, you know, real, these limitations... At, in some area or another, right? Yeah. And and they're deep, and we learn them. Now, that doesn't mean it, everyone can necessarily sing opera. It takes training, sure. you know. Sure. Uh, it, it probably a little talent, um, you know, to be the world's best. It would take talent and a lot of work. But yeah. anyone can learn to kind of sing a tune, I think, and sure. <clears throat> and be taught to do so. It, but we've learned that we're not good enough. And mostly we learn it from our parents, right? And then everyone else. And our entire society, and when I say that, I mean all of civilization now, east and west, is based on, you know, consumerist capitalism, right? Where you're not, the, the, the entire message is you aren't good enough unless you buy this. Yes. I mean, that's all of advertising. It's Freudian, mm-hmm. and Freud mm-hmm. helped to invent the advertising industry. Um, mm-hmm. it, it It's all based on that. And so if you can, if we can pull that seed of that tree out, the whole tree starts to collapse. So how um, do you change that? How do you change the, the perception of fear then? As a, if, if it's a global mission you've got to do, what's the clear clear message that people need to do is it something they need to be aware of and make adjustments be aware of what what they're doing yeah i mean what's what's funny is is like i could say that fear is kind of like this you know sub you know subtopic that no one's talking about but it's not true right i mean Hmm. everyone talks about fear it's 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 not even the elephant in the room it's the elephant in the room stomping us in the dust and we know it's there uh, <laughs> but we don't know exactly how it works. We don't, most of us don't think about it. I didn't. I mean, I didn't either until I mm. started thinking about it to write this book and reading what other people had to think, say about it and and giving it some real thought. <laughs> so it's it's not a, a topic that no one knows about. But in order to to you know, end fear itself, and and when I say itself, it's, it's itself isn't just thrown in there because Roosevelt used it. Um, it was originally, but then I discovered, no, it, it actually means something. Um, it is fear as a noun. 
right. as a thing. Like this, it, it has manifested itself in our minds as something that exists almost like you know a rock, you know, or the chair we sit on, um, and we own we take ownership of our fears. Like I have a fear of right. It's like mm-hmm. really show it to me, right? <laughs> Where is it? Right? Take a photo of it. Right? They can't do it because it's not a thing, right? It's a think. Um, <laughs> we we think it, ergo it be, it is, and uh, so drawing attention to it is the is one thing that I hope the book does is for people is to say, look, th- this is what's going on in your head and every and everyone else's. Mm. Yeah, th- this is not a niche book. <laughs> It's a no. book that literally, <laughs> it's a book about a topic that affects every single living person and probably every living crawling thing with a brain. Um, mm. Though they don't read English, lizards, um, as far as I know. <coughs> so, I mean, who knows, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's a very, you know, it's a topic that, that you know, we have to we have to pay attention to it when it starts to affect us. That's one of the first things. It's almost like a meditation. It's like when 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 it creeps up, you know. Usually it creeps up and takes us over, and we're doing stupid things, saying stupid things, and we're all pissed off or whatever. And then you know that spirals out eventually. And then you know you're like, oh, I, I totally got carried away with some fear there. And mm. what was that? What was that? You know, it's like a post-mortem thing. And yes. so that's kind of how you start, you know, re- just realizing that fear is, is has a hold in the mind. And then there are a lot of different, you know, uh, tricks and of the trade from different psychologists and, and coaches and therapists out there that have some really great ideas and, and I, that I've run across. And, and, and in a sense, I pulled them all together. Some of them I, I modified, uh, blended them together. Uh, some of the, some of those coaches would probably roll over. Well, they're not dead, so they won't roll over in the grave. But they, they might bash me over the head with my own book. Uh, but they they're techniques that really work, um, and and they're not super complex things. There are things that people can literally do their own. I mean, it helps mm-hmm. obviously to have mm-hmm. a coach um, to. You know, guide you through it, but there, there are techniques that literally people can do um, themselves, and uh, you know it takes a lot of work. It's not easy. Uh, it's maybe simple. Particularly, I speak some people that, that have got a deep rooted kind of um, in that fear. If they're really, you know, like you said with the parents or something like that, if you're deeply rooted, I mean that's something that it's going to take a lot of working through. Um, yes, absolutely. And maybe the average person. Not the deeper it is, the more work. Mm. Mm. Yep. So that that is that is in essence what the end of fear itself, you know, is about. It's a pretty big nutshell there, but um, <laughs> at the at the root of it is that fear. There are there are all of those other fears that we know about, and I, and I don't go, I don't try to catalog every single fear. The book would sure. be ten <laughs> times as big as the first one. Um, <laughs> And I actually mentioned that I'm like this is not you know I, I'm keeping this short because it doesn't it doesn't help you to like catalog all those fears. It's it's not 
necessary. Now, the, the main ones that we all fear, like failure and criticism and, you know, success even, um, mm. I, I mentioned those, you know, those kinds of, the, the, the most common ones that most people deal with and that block us from achieving what we want to achieve. Uh, I do talk I about think, those. And I think the thing is, a lot of times, that those kind of fears manifest themselves in subtle ways, like... Um, you know, maybe you, you need to finish writing some emails to put out into a campaign or something like that and, and you're not writing those emails. And yeah. the reality is that you're not you're writing them out of fear because you you fear that you might actually could succeed or you fear it's gonna fail. So you're putting it off. Um, Absolutely. the reality is that it could be the chunk you know, it could be that one email that you send <laughs> that makes it turns your income around or changes your life. Absolutely. And what one of the first techniques in in the last part of the book which is all about um trying to i call it uh you're a lum uh, the chapter is entitled you're a lumberjack and you're okay mm-hmm. um and and it's the i call it my shoveling down question and uh and it, it's simply you know what right now what are you not doing that you know you either should do you know, uh, want to do that would enable you to succeed in life, right? In whatever area, doesn't matter, you know, whether that's business or work or health or, you know, relationships or whatever. We all know there's, like you just said, like writing those emails, right? I mean, it could be something that simple. It could be much bigger, like starting a business or whatever. What are you not doing (laughs) that you really know you want to do or should do in order to succeed and 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 write that down and then why aren't you right and that's a hard question it it stares you in the face you know it's like look at yourself in the mirror and you gotta go why am i not doing this and really think for a minute it's always a fear right there's always some kind of fear and it could be something mild, you know, like just some. Pretty, what if what if I reword it wrong? The email, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what if what if I piss someone off and they don't like me, right? It's because yeah, I'm not exactly. good enough. <laughs> right? and, and, and and the answers to that question almost always have some form of not good enough in them. <laughs> like, well, I'm not ready. Why aren't you mm. ready? Well, I don't know enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not knowledgeable enough. I'm not trained enough. Uh, you know, I don't know everything I need to know in order to do it, right? And that's fear. And, and remember, fear of um, failure. Yeah. I remember something with Tony Robbins I once saw that was in one of his first books, I think he wrote, and he said, change shoulds to musts. And, and you know, like it, just because you say you should be doing something, means you doesn't mean you're going to do it. But if you change it, to, change the word to must, then um, it's a whole different different ball game. Then. Yeah, but you have to believe that, right? You have mm. to believe that you must do it. You know, and and there, <clears throat> and sometimes that you you know you must, right? Uh, yeah. And you you avoid it. I mean, there's probably some things that I'm still avoiding right now that I must do. Uh, <laughs> so, I, and I tell people in the book, like I, you know, I'm leading you through this forest of fear. Yep. Doesn't mean I've been to the other side, right? It, exactly. 
it's like I, I think I know how to pick a path through here. But I have a machete in my hand. Right. I'm holding the machete because we might have to cut our way through. I mean, it's uh, it's something everyone has to face. I mean, and, and a lot of the reason for writing the book in the first place was my own personal deal. It's like I realized, okay, I've got lots of fears that um, I need to de- face and, and deal with. And, and then through the process of writing the book, many of them I have begun to really hack away at. Um, well, yeah, maybe there's um, still something to work on. Fear. They write a book about it and then they'll solve the problem, right? Because they have to actually prove to other people they can solve the problem. <laughs> so if, if you're right. right about writing a book, maybe you should write a book about why you shouldn't write a book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, <coughs> so, you know, well, writing, that's, this, is, this, this is a good segue into what I'm doing now, and that is uh, my College of Fearless Self-Publishing um, mastermind group that I mm-hmm. really just launched in the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's, uh, it's come out of, you know, a series of articles I wrote uh, this, this last year. Some of them are parts of the book, uh, chapters of the book. Uh, some of them not, but a series of articles uh, that I called How I Write and uh, just looking at my own you know, method for writing. And some of that, a lot of that was, you know, facing fears of, you know, criticism and, you know, the blank page. Oh my God, you know, mm. what do I write? Mm. Um, it, what if it sucks, right? <laughs> and yep. and so, yeah, there's all of that. And, and, uh, and then, you know, eventually figuring out, okay, how, how do you actually sell a book, right? I mean, you know, I, I don't, I really have, I didn't really have a knowledge of, of sales very much, and I've learned that um, over the past few months, really, um, mm-hmm. at the, towards the end of finishing the book, and uh, and there, you know, are tried and true, you know, tricks. Based, I don't want to call them tricks. I mean, it's not like magic; it's work. But uh, of of really launching a book and getting it to you know number one. In, in its categories in Amazon. You know, it doesn't mean number one New York Times bestseller. That would be awesome. But, yes. you know, yeah, right. It, but it's still uh, a success that most people don't achieve, and myself included. I, I have one book that's been out for two years, and and maybe it sells four or five copies in a month, right? And uh, I'm probably mm. going to relaunch it so I can actually sell more copies of it. But now trying to teach other people you know about writing and how to in 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 intertwined in that is is facing fear because no matter what you do whether it's writing or you know uh podcast or digging ditches there's fear involved somewhere in there mm. and uh learning how how to face that is key to being successful at doing whatever it so is your target doing. market is that people new to that like new to um, writing a book or is it for existing people oh it's it's for anyone i mean in in the the group that we have now you know, it's still rather small but really dynamic and um there i mean i'm in i'm in there with you know two two books and one a bestseller uh there's a there's a lady in there with uh one book out got the second one almost ready and a third one blocked out novels so there's fiction there's nonfiction, there's children's there's a 
girl writing a children's book. There's uh, my coach, Bobby Coots, actually writing a book, um, a nonfiction book. And, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, there's a several different people at different stages. Some of them never written anything, right? So they're really starting from scratch, which is awesome because it's fun to teach that. It's like, because uh, you can you can help them not screw it up at the beginning. Um, like most of us did, you know, we're writing at the beginning. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just putting some words on a page. Turns out yes. that's actually what you do. Uh, <laughs> and, and it doesn't matter if they suck, right? Um, it doesn't matter. Just get the words on the page. That's what I tell them. Yeah. Um, you can you can type all f bombs for twenty minutes if that's what's coming out. And trust me, I've done it. Uh, <laughs> I can spell that word really well. Um, <laughs> practice. You know, you just got to do it. And and the inspiration comes to those who are sitting there doing the work. And uh, this is not just about writing, by the way. <laughs> it's not about true. whatever. <laughs> if you're not actually in the game, even just barely, it, yes. then the inspiration is not going to just smack you in the head while you're sitting on the couch watching TV eating bonbons. It doesn't mm. do it. It doesn't work that way. I don't mm. think so. I've never seen it happen that way. No, you got to yeah, you got to be in there. You know, you got to get some stake in the game. You know, get in mm. the game. Uh, do the work, sweat, bleed, cry, yeah, weep, whatever. Um, <laughs> and all of that's going to happen, right? I mean, even if you're writing, I've bled while writing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you, but you got to get in it, you know, and you've got to face those fears. You've got to find ways of dealing with them. You can read my book and I'll tell you exactly how to deal with them. Um, or you can join the mastermind group and I'll do it there. Uh, you know, there. <laughs> no matter what you do in life, you're gonna have to face those fears uh, to be successful. And you can't, you can't really do it just sitting back, dreaming about doing it. Uh, it's not you on gotta you really get in it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what happens when you give in to the fears. Mm. Uh, and I've been there too, so, man. You know, it's like I don't want to preach at people that are sitting there eating bonbons. I've eaten plenty of bonbons and ice cream and popcorn. And watch yeah. lots of shows and played video games, and and avoided doing what it was I needed to do. I mean, most of us have been there at some point. It's like we're just overwhelmed and and we don't know what to do. But uh, yeah. luckily, you know, there were people around me that uh, actually believed that I could do something, and uh, it didn't let me stay there. Right, um, mm. kept prodding me or whatever, and. Eventually, I got fed up with myself, right? It's like, uh, okay, it's enough of this crap, right? It's, and, and that was really kind of where the first book came out of. It was desperation. It was like, I mean, we got to do something, right? So yes, um, exactly. let's get in the game and, and see what happens. And lots of really and at the end of the day, happens. At the end of the day, when you write a book, it's a legacy. I mean, it's there forever. I mean, you know, your books right. are now, you know, it's something that lasts. I don't think there's anything else that really... You can do, um, except write a book that, that actually would last forever. I mean, book, books have been around for five, six hundred years now. So, you know, exactly. people still read books that were written a long, long time ago. So I think, um, yeah, probably the best thing anybody can ever do is write a book. I mean, I've written uh, three, four books now and um, wish I'd written them a lot earlier than, than now. Yeah, me too, brother. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm get, I'll be turning 51 in next month, and uh, <laughs> you know, it it took me till I was you know 47, 48 to figure out what my life's mission and purpose was, and um, mm. yeah, as sad as that might be. I did figure it out, right? It's like well, it's good to um, figure it out before the for the before you can't anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're 95 and you figure it out and you die, that's really sad. You know? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, at least you figured it out then, I suppose. And you're dying and never figuring it out—that's the saddest story yeah, ever. That's the end of that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I actually have a, a link at the end of the book to a, a, a life mission worksheet that. Um, I sent right. out to all my new subscribers on, on stevebibbins.com mm -hmm. and uh, to help kind of spark thought around why am I here, what, what is it that I really want to do, what, what can I do to make the world a better place. Um, and what I discovered was, you know, it was writing at, for me, uh, talking to people like, like you, and uh and and my neighbors and, and friends and whatever and just in trying to you know instead of you know in, in be a hobbit i say you know focus uh on the shire you want right the, yes. the thing mm -hmm. you want and not on the mordor you don't right forget <laughs> you know and it's tough. It's tough to forget about all this negative crap that goes on in the world. I mean, it's there. It's in our face all the time, but it's not really. It's not the. It's not the news. The news is the ninety-five plus percent of people that get up every day and go to work, right? I mean, mm -hmm. and and do what do something. Try to do something, or at least try to be a halfway decent human being. That's not newsworthy because it's boring, right? It's like, well, that's not, it's it's not, not sensational. <laughs> right. But that's the news, right? Mm. Um, mm. And so if, if you want, if, you, if, you, if you're pulled by that negative stuff, forget about it, man. I mean, put it aside. Yes, yeah, there. I got it. <laughs> Yep. But then it's like, use it only as a signpost to what you do want, right? I don't want that. Got it. Okay. Mm. It what's on the if I turn around and face the other direction, what's over there, right? What do I want? And exactly. let's just build that, yeah. right? Let's make the world we want, and then the other will become obsolete. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a real short paraphrasing of Gandhi, I think. But um, <laughs> you know, if if you do that, then really cool stuff starts to happen. Trust me, it does. I've seen it True. in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives. If you stop, you know, bitching and moaning about what you don't want to happen, yeah, and you, just you, your brain build the thing you want. Anyway. Mm. No, it doesn't. No, that's true. I, mm. I learned it in the Zen and Zen golf. Actually, really good book. Um, <laughs> it it it's it only focuses on what comes after that word, right? So I don't mm. want off X. Well, you get X. <laughs> You always get X. You get yeah. what you don't want. You also get what you do want if you focus on it enough, right? Mm, um, exactly. What I, what? So let's figure out what we do want. Stop talking about what we don't want. Mm. That's the best advice yeah, I, mean, I, I give anybody. Spend, I think. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time on what they don't want 
um, as opposed to what they do want. So therefore, that round, that ratio is always going to be the same. Then you know you're going to get a smaller amount of what you want and a lot of what you don't want. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's cool. absolute truth, man. All right. Thanks, Steve, for um, coming on. Um, so if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best method for that? Uh, I would say um, probably my website is the easiest one to remember. It's just stevebevins.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can, I mean, you can find me just about anywhere. Uh, if I'm on Facebook, um, you can also, and, and I, I hope you would, you know, anyone who's interested in writing a book for whatever reason, there's lots of different reasons for writing books. Um, for sure, they can, you know, they can find me at. Uh, on Facebook, the College of Fear Fearless Self-Publishing Mastermind. It's a group, right. so uh, you can look for that. Uh, you can also find it on my website, as far as that goes. My books are on Amazon um, exclusively. And uh, in fact, the paperback, <laughs> that would be awesome, yes. Uh, thank you guys for doing it ahead of time. Um, and uh, the, the paperback will probably be out, uh, paperback version of The End of Fear Itself probably be out by the time this uh, goes live whenever that is okay, uh, it, right. it'll be out this week sometime and mm -hmm. uh, so you can get an actual book if, if that's you know your deal I, I like to have one on my shelf but I love my Kindle um, yeah. <laughs> it's just awesome uh, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah that's where you can find me and uh, and we'd, we'd love to love to see everybody you know, anybody that wants to drop by and See That's what I'm right. up to. I, I got all kinds of crazy articles and stuff you want to read. Based on your bio, yes, I must go and have a move or read there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, thanks, Steve, for coming on, and um, maybe we'll get you on again soon when you do the next book. Yeah, thank you, John. I would love to do that. Um, but he, I'm going to work on like two or three this year, I think. Short ones. Not skull crash, crushers, but. Maybe finger, fingernail busters or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, look, but, said, apparently, smaller books sell yeah. better anyway. Apparently, so. Yeah, they probably do. We'll find out. I'm gonna give put it to the test anyway. So go. I appreciate you having me on, man. It was fun. You've just been listening to another great Evolvepreneur podcast interview. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit evolvepreneur.biz today to find out more about our online community and how you can take part.